1: Hello and welcome to another daily episode of Zero Ducks Given after yet another bland, boring, disappointing, unentertaining, pointless day of cricket. In case you missed it, it was a really average day's play, as I say, but England won by three wickets. Uh, In all seriousness, it was just when you thought this series couldn't get any better. Another just mind-blowing day of cricket. It ebbed and flowed like the entire series has. But around the time that Johnny Bairstow played a terribly loose shot and England were 171 for six, had given up all hope. But a wonderful partnership between Brook and Wokes got England closer. And then who else? Mark Wood came in, hit a couple of glorious shots, including another six. And England made it 2-1. The Ashes is still alive, just about. Two games to go. Daniel Norcross, there's a nine-day gap between this test and the next one, and I think Not just the players, but I think us fans need it as well, don't we?
2: Oh, God.
1: I mean, I've (laughs) basically
2: been whimpering, whimpering like a tortured dog for the last five hours. It's just been total hell. And the, the reason for it is that what could happen is that this series could be one of the ones for the ages that we replay and we watch over and over and over again. And uh, for that to happen, it, it really needs to go all the way to the wire at, at the Oval. But if we can get to Old Trafford, we can keep that, that sense of excitement and interest in the country going, then uh, cricket would have pretty much done its job. With the women coming back in the women's ashes as well, That's keeping that contest alive for a little bit longer, there was a the prospect of us going to Old Trafford thinking what might have been, and that everybody would just turn off and stop watching and not care anymore. But somehow they got over the line. I mean, some commentary went best, they... Played that shot and it was it. Oh, I've just felt my spleen explode and my gut pour out of my rectum. It was it was <laughs> awful. It was awful. No, I mean, I'm not blaming him. You know, I mean, these things happen. It's Baz Ball and he's you know, trying to take the positive option. It was just the match situation had suddenly become horrendous. And I got up this morning and I was faithfully told by Andy Zoltzman and Michael Ball and Glenn McGrath and you know, whatever. Oh, you know, it's going to be the Sun will be out, England are going to win, they'll win by seven wickets. And instead, uh, they didn't anything like it, did they? I thought Joe Root struggled on this pitch. It was pacey, and it's a little pattern that we're seeing develop actually in Australian pitches as well, which is a concern. Harry Brook had had uh, such a scratchy first innings, you didn't know what to expect from him. But lo and behold, he, Chris Wokes, Mark Wood, heroes today for England. Mark Wood in this Test match, come back from nowhere he's not played a red ball game in a million years he's not actually bowled in a competitive match since april he picked up five wickets in the first innings, bowling rockets and he scored 40 runs in 16 balls 40 runs in 16 balls in this match how insane is that it was just incredible the atmosphere was mad oh god i mean i'm I'm in bits i'm in pieces i i hated it if I hadn't been working on it, I'd have gone for a walk at various points to to avoid it. What did you do? Did you just stay glued to it?
1: I, I got up this morning early and uh, I, I went and sat down in front of the coverage. And then I, I I watched the first session and I thought, not too bad. We'd lost probably one more wicket than I would have liked. But I thought, OK, Stokes in, Bearstow to come, Brook's still there. Uh, I used the lunch break to go and get everything I needed for a Sunday roast, all the all the trimmings. Um, I timed it perfectly as I walked in through the front door with all my shopping. They were walking back out. I put a roast pork in and it was perfect. Wood's little cameo at the end meant that literally England won two minutes before my roast pork was ready. I thought there was going to be a massive <laughs> clash, but in the end it was perfect. But Pippa, Pippa, my much better half, was sat with me and she... What you just described about this series needing to stay alive for the importance of cricket is bang on because that was my overriding emotion. I really did think we'd blown it when I got out. I thought I thought we'd blown it. I honestly didn't expect us to win from there. Um, the thing that was most upsetting to me was well, I've based my whole summer around this. I've been waiting four years for this and <laughs> this is meant to be 25 days of cricket. And yes, I will watch every single ball even if we're 3-0 down, but there's no denying it won't be as exciting. But also the number of texts I've had from mates and people on social media and stuff over the last couple of weeks who say, I never normally watch cricket, but this is really exciting because of how brilliant the first two test matches have been. And Pippa is absolutely glued to it. She watched every single ball this morning and I was looking at her thinking, oh, that's a shame. I finally convinced my wife to watch this sport that I love so much. England are going to go 3-0 down and she's not going to care anymore. No, just go back to me on my Sweeney in the flat watching two meaningless dead rubber <laughs> test matches for the rest of the summer. But as it is, the test matches are alive. It also is factored in I've got tickets to uh, the Oval and Old Trafford. So I, I was desperate for them to be meaningful as well. But um, it was just... Now, Norcross, had to say that oh. Ben Stokes, I know I'm, I'm sort of lost the words, but Ben Stokes about a year or so ago when he took over and he said bold things like, there's more to us just than winning. We, we want to keep Test cricket alive and we want to revolutionise Test cricket and make sure that Test cricket remains the best form of cricket. It was a very noble thing to say, but there's no way one man, and okay, Brendan McCollum as well, two men can actually do that. And yet the scenes at Headingley, I mean, the cheer for a wide that Mitchell Stark bowled <laughs> towards the end that went from England needing six to win to needing five to win, I was looking at the scenes at the end, I went, Jesus Christ, I think he's fucking done it. Mm-hmm. I think Ben Stokes has yeah. saved Test cricket, regardless of the, the results. I mean, the, this this is how crazy this series is. We could just as easily be sat here right now talking about England being 3-0 up as 3-0 down. Every single Test match, you can pinpoint about 20 different moments where either side could have won or could have lost it. And yet somehow, in amongst it all, it's 2-1 with two to go.
2: It's ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, we... So we said we talked about two thousand five, but the, actually Australia won the first test at Lords quite comfortably. Edge Baston was amazing. Test matches two, three, and four were amazing. You know, two run win, um, that nine down draw, then a three wicket win. They were they were great games. But actually, on either side at Lords and the Oval, the matches themselves were not not as remarkable. I mean, Australia didn't even get to bat at, at the Oval, so the tension was. It was one born out of time, paranoia, fear, you know, that sort of thing. Whereas this, every session, you just think that one side's just destroyed the other and they're definitely going to win the game. And then the next session, the other side comes back into it. I and mean, Australia will look back on this game and think at 72 for one in the second innings under the beautiful sunny skies with moe having to bowl at one end and Ollie Robinson unfit. A bit like actually when Lyon limped off at Lord's And so Australia were down to four bowlers. At that moment, to pounce, just like England did when they flailed and got out from 188 for one and lost the Test match, really. Australia will look back and go, that was when they lost the Test. When Labashain was dropped, very similar to when Root was out of a no-ball. But then five fours later got himself out. So Labashain then got out playing the sweep. Steve Smith came in, chipped an innocuous ball to Moine Alley, the only two wickets to fall to spin weren't they? I think. Oh no, no Todd Murphy got uh, Stokes right at the very end. of the slog in the in the uh, in the first innings? But this wasn't a, a pitch for spinners, and yet the two most crucial wickets that changed the game and got England back in were by Moeen Alley to bring up his two hundred in Tests as well. Only the third spinner for England to do it. Absolutely crazy. And then you know you know how fragile England are that they got Brook at three in the first. Innings, and then they go, Well, mowing mowing steps up and says, Actually, I'll do that. Save the lad. Don't worry about it. He wasn't even playing test cricket for the last two years. It's mayhem, you know. They've got players with back spasms, they've got antique opening bowlers. It's just a patchwork quilt of a side, they're somehow managing to create some of the most exciting, crazy cricket. And Australia played their part in this one. You know, Mitchell Marsh made a hundred for the ages. Should have been out, should have been caught. Um, early on, England could have won this game by nine wickets with more time to spare and they got him out but they didn't because that's the nature of this bloody series but no side seems capable of just bloody winning obviously when they're ahead which makes okay. you dyspeptic. I cried on it I, I cried at the end, I just I had to go back on when Agus goes downstairs, goes down to the bottom and interviews the players and then you sort of cover for him while he goes downstairs and then he throws back up to you at the end and I was just in bits. I was just, you know, in, in. I felt like I did when England's Women won the World Cup in 2017. I was just not fit for purpose, which is true of me much of the time, but <laughs> I usually cover up that crap when I'm on air. Uh, you know, there's two me's. So there's the on-air me that sounds vaguely professional, and then there's the in-bit me. Uh, and unfortunately, the in-bit me just appeared, and with tears streaming down my face, I needed a hug from Hartley, just a... Recompose myself. It was ridiculous, and I don't even care about England as a concept, as a <laughs> as a vague national entity. You know? Oh God, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm doing. I'm off again.
1: <laughs> yeah, was, going was, again. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Again, <laughs> Hartley. Hi, Are Alex Hartley. Yeah,
2: not you crying? Yeah,
1: I know. It's the game
0: of cricket.
1: <laughs> oh. Every single time you start crying, Alex Hartley appears. <laughs> Yes, that's right. Maybe it's her that's making it happen. (laughs) (laughs) Genuine, I know you've got a taxi to get into. Send my love to Alex Hartley. Send my love to Jeff Lemon, who I saw walking behind you. And also thank him for doing yesterday's podcast. Very quickly before you go, Cross. Very quickly before you go. I think the only negative about that Test match is that the two men that were there at the end batting for England, two of the most horrible bastards in cricket, Mark Wood and Chris Wokes. (laughs) What horrible, horrible <laughs> oh. men, what horrible bastards. It's just a shame that it had to be those two egomaniacs seeing England home there, wasn't it?
2: Oh, wasn't it marvellous? I mean, talk about winning the moral ashes. Those two doing it as well. The two most upright human beings on the planet showing those scoundrels and mountebanks banks of Australia what real proper moral manhood is.
1: Chris Wokes, okay. Mark Wood. Right. <laughs> and where the hell's Finney again, you <laughs> Well, we're going to go into a lot more detail on this. Uh, and the Women's Ashes, and we'll preview the next game and everything else that's happening in the world of cricket uh, when our full episode comes out in a few days. But uh, Norcross, go and get your taxi and just try and stop crying because the taxi driver's going to think you're a serial killer. (laughs)
0: Well,
1: yeah. Okay. Well,
0: Ben, I have mine. Much love. (laughs) See you all soon. Bye. Bye.